Welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. My guest today is a mindset coach. Ladies and gentlemen, give a welcome to Ellen Cranston. How are you? Welcome to the show. Good. How about you? I'm How's good. I'm good. It's, it's good. Can't complain. You know, hustling. Yeah, yeah, I see you. <laughs> so I, I'm glad we're finally here. We got to talk about a little bit what you're doing. Um, yeah, just tell me a little bit about this mind, mindset coach you're doing. Uh, you, you're very inspiring. You have a large following. You're doing big things. Let us know. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, a little bit about Own the Struggle. I have been, it's kind of been a goal of mine for a long time to I guess not necessarily be a coach, but to be a thought leader. Um, that's what they call it in the industry. Um, for seven years, I've been wanting to do like public speaking or anything within this industry. And I've always kind of been like hesitant to, you know, to walk in my calling. Um, my background comes from psychology. So I have a bachelor's and master's in psychology. Nice, nice. But thank you. Um, but I didn't want to go. Uh, the therapist route or like to be a psychologist and no I'm not knocking them I wholeheartedly support and agree with what it stands for but me personally I just couldn't get past um looking in the past yeah. um, and I think because of what my own experience is and uh in my struggles um growing up in the hood I feel like I should always be looking forward and I should help people go from where they're at now to where they're to where they're gonna go um to walk in their calling and so that's where I've been doing a lot of research on coaching and yeah that I mean I have the the educational background for it too but uh on the struggle the the way it came about is I believe that that's what we need to do in order to move forward is to not ignore the struggle it's not to ignore or numb or, you know, do anything to get away from it, but it's just to go forward one step at a time, one day at a time. So that pretty much is what that's I some, do. <laughs> that, that's some real shit. That's some yeah, real yeah. shit. Like, uh, that's, that's deep. That's deep. Because, like, we live in, like, it's like 2021, right? We live in a, mm-hmm. in a very emotional atmosphere environment right like everybody's Mm -hmm. like everybody wants to get their emotion out and be heard but nobody really wants to look inside and actually deal with it and like i i totally understand because i'm from the hood too i I live in the hood you know yeah (laughs) even i grew up in puerto rico and that was like a jungle in itself and then i come up came over here and i'm in the hood so i I support and I totally understand what you're trying to do. Do you know, like, the precise moment, right, that, like, you got inspired to, to do this? Like, it, it just, like, clicked, this is what I want to do. Um, so it, it's kind of like a twofold answer. Um, so, like, you know, growing up in the hood, being surrounded mm-hmm. by gang violence, um, my oldest brother was actually uh, shot and killed. He was oh, murdered. Sorry to- appreciate it um so this was like when I was super young I was like 12 years old this is back in 06 but that was essentially the whole pivot of our life moving forward um I have five brothers I'm the only girl and we grew up in a in a Christian household you know our parents were Christian missionaries and we decided to settle in Long Beach California when we were super young because we thought that that was the American dream, you yeah, know, yeah. We're, I'm someone, um, just a FYI, Ooh, I'm someone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so that is like, we're, we're coming in like with blinders on. Cause we're like missionary kids. We don't really yeah. know much. And we came to the hood. Um, and so we just went straight. We immersed ourselves into that culture, uh, so to speak. And so when that happened to my brother, that's when like this hood kind of came off like, Oh, dang. This is real, real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is this is this is what really happens. Um, you know, I still believe in God. I still have my um I still believe that prayer protects us, but this was the moment where like, okay, but reality is also a huge part of life. You know what I'm saying? Um so that's kind of like 
my beginning of why I went into psychology, but like after school, you know, when you have a goal your whole life and you reach that goal and you're like, oh, that's not really actually the goal I really wanted. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened to me um, pretty much as I was finishing grad school last year. So I was getting into it and I was just, I had like a real talk with myself. Like I sat in my room and I was like, I'm not satisfied. Or like, mm. I just don't feel like this is, this is fully what I want to do. Like, do I want to um, really sit there and help people, like, I guess, try to change their past or something? Like, I, I just didn't feel like that was my calling is to sit, sit there and help people navigate the path. But again, nothing wrong with it. I still help people do that um, within my own boundaries as a mindset coach. But I just feel like, me coming out of all that addiction that I had when my brother passed away, coming out of all the stuff that I went through, I feel like I had to just keep moving forward and not dwell on that my brother got killed or that like, you know, we had no food to eat or like we were always running away from like gang violence. Like there's no point in me dwelling in that. So I had to keep moving forward. And that's when I decided I was like, let me use my degrees in a different light. And because I've always wanted to be a public speaker, I never really knew about coaching. So that's when I was doing my research last year. So it kind of just happened last year, but I knew that I always wanted to be a speaker. But so it, it just kind of yeah, just yeah, yeah, fell on my lap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it. I guess last year then, I guess, but I just, I needed to add that, the other part. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's dope. That's dope. You know, they're, they're, they're so shit. There's so many types of coaches. Like you could lose count. Right. But like to, you yeah. really sit there and say you're a coach to help people's mindset and own their shit. And, you know, I like you just hearing is like, you were like, you found uh, that moment in where you had to come to acceptance. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, this shit can't hold me back. It can't, it can't. And I need, it's not satisfying living just, you know, this day-to-day life. I need more. I want more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's really deep. I think I think we need more people like you in, in, in this culture because there's a lot of things that, you know, whether it's tragedy, uh, tra- tragedy or, or trauma or just fucking getting our shit together. You know, we need somebody to to help us. <laughs> And not to say that the, you know, shrinks or, or therapists do that, but, you know, they're more like they're listening and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll ask you a question and you, you, you know, that question, you know, like calls your attention, but yeah. you're not really like, yo, you got to get your shit together. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're 30 years old, still live with your mom. Right. There's, you, you got to go. Mm-hmm. Like it's, we need more of that. Like, especially in like in the hood that, you know, there's so much of like, let's take money, for example, right? In the hood, and I only speak I experience because I was, you know, I was young once. Like, I worried about the fly shit I wanted to wear, some Jordans mm-hmm. or, 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 you know, but, you know, what I really needed was fucking get a car, right? Yeah. To, to be able to progress, get a better job, get a better opportunity, move some, you know? And but I was stuck in the, in the Jordan, so I realized you know these these fucking two hundred dollars sneakers ain't, ain't getting me nowhere. It's actually putting me in debt. So I needed mm-hmm. to come to terms with myself, get my shit together to move forward. In mm-hmm. a sense, it goes hand in hand with you're trying to do that. I just I give you mad props, you know, because that shit. Appreciate <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> that's just amazing. Not a lot of people could could, could do that, you know, like uh it's it's a it's a vicious world out there <laughs> sure is and i'll eat you alive if you yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah 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 like what 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 goals like do you have in mind like you like you want to be a public speaker like like a motivation speaker like do that kind of stuff um yeah so my my niche and my topics is uh, pertaining to women um, because women, in a sense, we 
tend to hold things in more emotionally. Uh, we have more of that inner critic is what majority of my content is about. But um, I pretty much want to always do like keynote speaking about that, about helping women understand like, yo, this inner critic that we always have because we're trying to please other people or we, we're we just constantly comparing ourselves or we think that the space is limited for women so much that if one, if I see another sister over there like winning, then that means I can't win. And there's this stigma around that. And I want to take away that stigma. I want to break down these these I guess feelings of like I'm not good enough um, I don't deserve it I have to earn it so that's that's what I want to be speaking about and, and use all my content is backed up by research mm-hmm. and that's the psychologist part in me um, I do my due diligence of researching reading journal articles reading from the bible too and I have to take this dense you know, research and turn it into something that we all can understand because some people can't really read uh, the statistics in a journal article. Um, And that's where I, that's where I use my background of like using that so that everybody else can understand the statistics because um, I think that's the disconnect is like people use these, all these fancy words, vocabulary words, when all they're really trying to say is like something very simple. (laughs) Like you need to get more sleep or something like that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much what I want to talk about. Um, There's like very least, like women empowerment movement. Yeah, yeah, that's but so, not. I'm not more. I'm not just like all about women or fem, like you know that feminist stuff. But it's it's just trying to let women know that we like I see you and I know that you can do it. And if I can see that and everybody else can see it. You should be able to see it for yourself too. Like so a, yeah, like, like a, <laughs> yeah, like a support system. Like yeah, you need yeah, that support. There's a lot of women mm-hmm. that have the the capability and potential to share, yes. especially right now. We we have a, a vice president that's a female. This is like the best year for for women empowerment, you know. And yeah, yeah. even though and even though we have that, there's still women out there that need that little push or inspiration and support. If, if anything it's more support because they're they're tough days you know like yes. I, I wish i wish uh my my wife is a very strong woman she's wary mm-hmm. like if you speak to her you and her will connect like right there and then right and yeah. if I, and if anything i wish she had more support uh strong women like her you know because it's exactly. sometimes sometimes it gets difficult like you always being that you know strong person you know and you yes. having everybody's back and like she has a ton shit i lost count how many people go you know come to her for advice and what to do and, and whatnot and you know i'm lucky i'm lucky enough to, shit i'm honored to to you know sometimes when she comes to me to be able to listen and sometimes mm. I, i'm not gonna lie i haven't been the best listener but i, I you know i i you know i do my best mm-hmm. you know and i i wish she had that support and we women like her like you that's what we really need you know uh, uh, a lot of times i feel some women uh stay stay stuck in like bitterness what prevents them to and you know and i'm saying i'm not trying to offend anybody but it's like it prevents them to like really overcome and become that awesome person they need to be yes yes and i definitely agree i mean because I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say I've always been strong. Um, but I have had, I've had moments like that. Mm-hmm. There's, there was this one time where, like, for a whole year I was bitter. <laughs> for a whole year I was like, you know, I feel you. Forgiveness. <laughs> I feel you. So I, I totally get it. It's and and that's where I'm trying to come from too. Is also like a place of understanding um, of the struggle, you know. So that's yeah, pretty much. I, I was, I was, I was yesterday. <laughs> Because yesterday I, I, I hit you up on IG to remind you about the podcast, right? And I was looking at, on your posts, right? And it's something like this idea just occurred to me, right? And like, like, and I'm gonna do the best that I can to to deliver my thought process, right? I can't remember exact okay. exactly what posts I saw it on, but it's like, you know, we live in a world right now that everybody's so emotional. Everybody wants to, you know, just 
oh, just put it out there, right? Very, we, we, we can't really say anything. It's so sensitive, you know? And what's, what's really missing is, like, it's like the world right now is very selfish, so sensitive. And what we need more is, like, to be a little bit more empathetic, but yet, like you, what you're trying to do, direct. It's like I, it's like yeah. I, I understand what you're going through, but I also understand that if you continue, uh, let this bother you, it's gonna, mm-hmm. it's gonna put a crutch on you. And mm-hmm. what you really need to do is, it's you need to get your shit together. <laughs> like I can't remember, I can't remember what post I saw, it, but like that's the post I saw was that. And like I, 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 I totally like like I, I connected, I connected. It, it was it was beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I gotta figure out what post that is too, because you know, as a, a content creator and somebody who's still trying to learn the ropes on this side of business, that there's like a your target audience, right? But there's this message that you're trying to convey, and you just summed up the message that I'm trying to convey is like. I'm very empathetic. Um, I really, I truly understand and I truly support you, but I'm going to be direct because that's how mm. I am. I'm a straight shooter. I'm going to tell it like it is 100% of the time, even if it doesn't, you know, you, it's going to hurt your feelings because that's how my parents were to me and my siblings. And I feel like that's a huge part of why I was able to be resilient and overcome a lot of the obstacles. So yeah, that's that's so yeah, awesome that you yeah, said that. I appreciate yeah. that you said that. No, uh, <laughs> listen, I I am not that far so different from you. I get it, you know. Uh, and there's there's been a lot of times in life, like I say it all the time on the podcast, like people don't like me. I I, I don't have friends, and and that's something I'm okay with, you know, uh-huh. because I have a I have like a you know for me for me to call you a friend, you have to earn that. I, it's something I learned through time and I'm not going to show you my, my nice colors straight off the bat. You got to earn that. Mm-hmm. And when I see people and I see them down, I, I am very empathetic. I, I, I understand, mm-hmm. you know, but I also understand that you got to get your ass up. You got to, you know, dust that shoulder off your, you know, uh, the dust on your shoulder and, and you got to move forward. Mm-hmm. You got to accept the thing, you know, and, Shit, I'm gonna use my my marriage act example. Like, I've been through a lot of shit in my marriage, you know, not not versus, you know, but in the sense of we're united and together we have gone through so much shit outside of the door, and you know, this last year uh, is it was really mentally difficult for me, you know, and to a point that I feel like I just I when I'm quiet I'm always quiet but when I'm quiet it's like it's silence so you know it's nothing connecting and it's just silence right and it it, it there were things that you know I left I, I I was living a life that just moving forward and not letting it you know, it's like, fuck it, just move forward, keep going, keep going. You know, from my childhood that I lived uh, traumatic shit to, you know, me now being an adult, just keep it moving forward and not, not even accepting or acknowledging what I was going through to, you know, to a point now that I'm grown, I'm married, I have a son. And now all that shit that I was just passing forward, just now just, it's just coming out me. And I can't yeah. hold it. I can't, I can't, I can't push it back. It's just coming out through my pores. Yeah. And I had to come to like, you know, you could call it a Jesus moment. You could call it a revelation. Shit, you could call it whatever you want. But I, you know, I had to look at myself in the mirror, but also look at my wife and say that I, I need to accept whatever's fucking, what I've gone through, accept it and, and fucking move on from it because it's holding me back. It's holding me back from being a father. It's holding me back from being a brother, from a son, from a husband, for so many things, you know, and I need to fucking, I need to acknowledge them because they did happen. And once I do that, you know, I'm able to 
you know, maybe it fucking take two or three days and cry them out, you know, when nobody's watching yep. because nobody, nobody needs to see your tears and, you know, have a good night's sleep and move forward. Mm-hmm. We all need to grieve. Yeah. We all, we all need to, but we all need to move forward as well. Yep. Truly agree. Truly agree. I, um, it's crazy that you say that too, though, because I have the same approach. If I need to cry, like if I need to sit there and reflect and then I need to cry, I'm going to go in my room and I just have a day to myself and just cry it out. There's a reel that I had actually. that was like, I'm going to take a 45 minute cry real quick and I come yeah. back out and handle it, you know, cause that's what it, that's what you have to, you have to deal with the emotions as it comes. Otherwise it's going to be like that. And I've mm-hmm. had many moments like that where I just keep pushing it off, pushing yeah. it off. But there comes a time and it'll come at the most random time mm-hmm. that it just like you said, I like the analogy. It's like kind of coming out of your pores. It's you have no choice mm-hmm. but to face it. And it and it happens. And then sometimes, um, especially um when people come from, I guess, uh what is it called? Low socioeconomic statuses, mm-hmm. like those type of poverty communities, we have poor emotional regulation so if it comes a time where it's kind of coming out your pores and you have poor emotional regulation you're going to overreact which is 90 percent of the time or you're going to go out and do something dumb and go into your impulses like drinking binge eating you know all that type of stuff so that's another reason why i always say feel the emotions because it's going to get to a point where that's going to happen it's going to you know, the roof off. <laughs> yeah, no, so. facts. Yeah, yeah. I, I recently started doing this thing. Like my my son, he's autistic. He he's nonverbal, right? And he goes on the he these tantrums and it's because majority of the times he's not he's being misunderstood. And as a child, I can only relate. And so I, I try I, I tried this new thing. And just trying to talk to him, right? As I'm trying to soothe him. And I'm like, you know, basically time being angry, you, you will never get a good outcome of being angry. Mm-hmm. And I keep repeating, you know, and I keep repeating it. Like, like yesterday I had a tantrum like that. And I just kept repeating it until like he, he calmed himself. He understood what I was saying, you know, mm-hmm. and, and going back to what you're saying, being angry it's you're never going to get a good outcome of anything you know you like you, you want to get real you, you you're in court you're set on trial everything you did you know if, if you're if you're uh some you're the defender whatever everything you do is based off emotions yeah. right when you're on trial the defendant is basically telling you you you're trying to justify why you did it but the law tells you it doesn't matter what emotion yeah. you did it doesn't matter. Your emotions don't don't matter. What matters is that, that you committed a crime. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, it doesn't matter how much you try to justify you you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know that thought process has helped me fucking overcome a lot of shit. That's and say, and that's not because you're scared. Ain't nobody want to be mm-hmm. fucking in, in a cage and treated like an animal. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, we live in the hood. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of our, our brothers and sisters are acting out just because they don't know how to to you know whether they're scared or, or a lot of these people are these children because their children with guns kill one another, and because they're scared, not because mm-hmm. they're tough. Yeah, poor emotional regulation. <laughs> yeah, and okay. we yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to. No, go ahead, go ahead. But it's like, I don't want to give an excuse, but literally it's stacked against us. The system is stacked against us um, in that everything around us has been made for like the educational system in itself. It was actually built for the 1%. Um, I don't, and they teach this in school. <laughs> they teach this in sociology classes as well. The universities and colleges that was built for the one percent it was not for everybody else and so that's why it's impossible 
for everybody else to get in. That's why there's always these student loans. That's why there's like everything else on the other side of that. Not to say that school is, everyone needs to go to school, but it's just the fact that that alone was built separately than actually helping other people in, you know, living in oppression. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There is not that much resources to mental health. There's no resources for uh, people who are incarcerated. Um, there's no people preventing people to get incarcerated, like especially in the juvenile stage. You know, the delinquent behavior is is rotating. It's just it's a revolving door going through generation to generation to generation because of the hood that we live in. And and you know what's up? Like the living conditions that we that we're offered. It's like. We have no, there's literally, we're climbing a, a mountain just to get a normal life. So there's no, we're already stacked against our emotional needs already. It's, it's depleted from the moment you're born. And it's, it's sad. But again, it's like how direct I am. It can be done. Like, you can't just like accept it and say like, man, you know, I'm going to keep getting mad. I'm going to keep blowing steam. Like, and I was a hothead, my, like majority of my life, I was a hothead. Um, it was to, to the point where I actually got myself kicked out of school. So like, I, I totally that. understand. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was academically dismissed, you know, like that. It's just, it's the truth. But it, it takes a lot to go back to school and get it done. You know, it takes a lot to go back to uh, who you offended and say, sorry. It takes a lot, but it's what's needed to move forward and progress in whatever your goals are. So I just, I just feel like I had to point that out because a lot of people don't know these statistics or they don't know these facts that they actually do teach in school, but only to certain, like sociology and psychology. Yeah, to, like, so, only to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, 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 that's real. I find myself apologizing all the time. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, I had this good friend named Thomas Chung. I worked with mm -hmm. him in this shitty place. This place we worked together, it, it, it would bring out the worst in you, right? It sure, it surely brought out the worst in me. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm grateful that today, some way or form, uh, God brought him back into my life. And, and I know this time, uh, I'm not going to take, I would say I'm not going to take uh, for granted his friendship. Yeah, and it, and and it's it's also you know it's, it's very rare for me to feel like that for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I get it I get it. it this this it's like these emotion roller coaster we go through, you know, and it's and it's it cycles, you know, it's yeah. pa it's passed on it, from one uh cycle of families and next and next and it's you know we use a lot of things to like um like to, to just block our minds whether it's music you know some people like to smoke weed uh drink mm -hmm. we're always trying to block these things to to help us um just not think about shit mm -hmm. but like if you are able to say fuck and start thinking and, and trying to overcome these things, you can't succeed. Yep. You can't overcome. And it helps you become strong-minded. You know, in today's society, like, it's a lot of suicide because the, the mentality is low. That strength, that strong-minded is low. And, you know, they're trying to pill pop. They're trying to smoke. They're trying to use any type of drug or drink to numb that. Yeah. You know, it's real, it's real difficult. It's real difficult. Mm -hmm. Very true. And um, I just have to say this too. If, if you are, if you're listening to this and you really do need help, support, please don't just rely on a coach. Please go and get some therapy or uh, try to get a, an eval from a counselor because um, it's very serious too. If, if you are on um, a suicidal notion just wanted to <laughs> say that yes yes but, uh, yes yeah definitely definitely agree. very very like i grew up in, in puerto rico i feel like everything over there was physical like i was always mm. in fights and shit like that yeah 
but then once I moved here, like the, it changed. I saw, um, I realized that like a lot of things over here is very mental. Everybody would try to make you like break you down mentally. Whether there's jobs or schools or fucking relationships, everything is so mental. Mm-hmm. And it it was at first excuse me, it was really difficult. It was really difficult. You know, because it's like they had so much power over me, but yet they didn't even know me. Why well, know the person? You know, and that's why when I say you got to stop giving a fuck about shit, you got and it's true. Because over yeah. here, like living in, like at least in my experience living over here, it will crumble you. Yeah. So I really, I really, you know, applaud what you're trying to do. It's very, it, it's amazing. Appreciate you, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Is your is your, what's your, what does your family say about what you're trying to do? Uh, to be honest, at first my parents didn't understand. I think just because they're very traditional, old, old, yeah. school, old fashioned. Um, their mentality is a nine to five mentality. Um, and they just didn't understand it at first. That's really all. But they know that um, I love speaking, and they love when I speak too. So they're always encouraging me to do public speaking more. Um. So I told them, like, this is pretty much public speaking, but just using my degree. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, they they love, and they look at it as ministry, and I do too. It's, it's you know, because we're, I was a Christian missionary as well. Um, that's a long story. But um, it, it's like a, what we call the Great Commission, and it's what we use. We're utilizing our experiences and everything that we've been through the struggle as a testimony, you know, and see if other people will will understand and or be inspired by it so that they can look within themselves and reflect in, in <clears throat> themselves as well to see what what I guess what's kind of holding them back. But um my brothers, I love my brothers, they are my biggest support system. My whole family is, but my brothers, they have the same mentality as me, you know, we've we've been through a lot you know, riding for our older brother, doing a lot of other stuff <laughs> that I can't yeah, see yeah. over here uh, for my older brother. Um, but they, we have been a tight-knit uh, family ever since my brother died. And we're just all about pro- progression. And so um, I get it from my brother, my oldest brother, second oldest brother lives in New Zealand right now. He's an entrepreneur himself. Um, and so I get that mindset from him and then the brother after him he um actually played football for UW in college and that was his he was kind of like the first one to get out the hood Mm -hmm. um through education and sports and so that was my inspiration and then he went and got his uh master's of social work so he's basically a social worker now um and so like all the inspiration it doesn't like I'm not the one who's breaking a cycle with my older brothers at this point and we're helping our younger twin brothers continue to uh so you're suit. you're just like you're it's your job your job to continue it yes you continue being that role model so that cycle yeah. continue to break so every, yeah. now everybody uh, uh broke the cycle yeah and we're gonna continue to do it so that um I don't have kids right now but my my nieces and nephews won't have to worry about this stuff but best believe we still gonna teach them tough love hell yeah <laughs> <But> you know, <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah 100 like, percent. you tell them they don't have to worry about what are we gonna eat tomorrow or like you know like or have they're gonna have a healthy relationship with um with love or like healthy relationship with emotions you know, and they're going to know how to do all the things that we did not do that we had to fight to learn how to do. Um, so, yeah, that I'm glad you asked that question because I love my family so much. I feel you. Um, I feel you. Respect. <laughs> respect. Shout out to them. Um, yeah. Like, I know you were saying very religious and whatnot. And I want to ask you this question because I find myself, like, having conversations with other people. Like and, and my maybe maybe I'm wrong or maybe they they haven't just find that that um, space to grow. Mm-hmm. 
like at what point like when it comes to getting your shit together right as a person not new but in general right like at what point I, ugh, I can't even speak at what point um religion stops playing a role that now you have to like tell yourself i gotta get my shit together yeah so it, they teach this in school too um honestly as a like a coach and as a counselor it's we don't ever push um our personal religion that's, that's mm-hmm. very unethical <laughs> but we have to say that we have to give the statistic also that having a belief in a higher being or like just a belief significantly increases your chances of of resilience if this is this is like backed up by research it's backed up by lots of clinical research um but some people a majority and majority of the time people do believe in, in the higher it doesn't have to be the same as me but it's just the fact that believing in something higher than yourself um it i guess it's in the it's in all in the mindset mm-hmm. it's in the mindset so believing in something higher than itself pulls you away from yourself and allows you to to see that like that this higher being i guess is helping you or guiding you in a sense and so that's why i think when there's so much clinical research that goes through that's why people have a better time being resilient or overcoming their struggles because the pressure is not always on them. So I don't know if that answers your question because uh, majority of the time it, people need it all yeah. the time. It's it's kind of I guess just what you believe in. Yeah. Um. But and then there's a um there's moments where people who grew up in the church leave their faith, which is what I did. Um. I actually left my faith when my brother passed away. Um. And then I came back. And so there's a lot of moments like that too. And I came back because I felt like I needed it. Or it, it's just also part of me. It's like mm-hmm. part of my identity as well. Um, and I also needed that time to go and search it for my own because I grew up in it. So it, it's kind of like conditioning me. But I needed to figure it out on my own. For my own belief, for my own relationship with God, you know? So that's what happens to a lot of people as well. I feel that. I respect that. I yeah. feel that. Like... <clears throat> see the reason i ask is because like i i've i've heard uh a bunch of pastors and preachers say this uh say something like this like i don't i don't represent myself with any type of religions i i respect all types of religions to each his own and in a crazy way it's their their religion are beautiful are beautiful and peaceful in, in some way right like I call my God hope, hope. Hopefully, we tomorrow it's hope. When I speak mm-hmm. of God, I speak of hope. And I've learned that, like, you know, sometimes I, I, I you know, taking a shower, I'm sitting down before sleep. I sit down and I talk to God, and I know He's hearing me because there's some shit He lays out that's like, damn, only, only, you know. <laughs> yeah. But God would open doors for you you have to do the work right being being what i'm trying to say is uh hope without putting in the work it's nothing and a lot of people you know and i don't i don't mean to offend them or anything like that but a lot of people you know rely on god for things to happen and fail to see that god would help you he will open that door but you're the one who has to go through it. No point blank. That's it. Mm-hmm. Hope, uh, hope without putting in the work is nothing. You have mm-hmm. to put in the work. And, you know, I grew up in Puerto Rico with, with different Christians, Pentecostal, uh, mm-hmm. Catholic, mm-hmm. Uh, a, a lot of different religious culture in Puerto Rico. I've gone to attend multiple times at churches. I enjoyed myself. Once I understood, I was able to enjoy myself and I was singing and I was preaching, you know, out of respect. When they invited me, I would go. And I've learned throughout this journey with these people that, you know, some of them preached to him 
but fail to understand that they also have to put their part. God will give you anything you want, you know, and you to decide if it's good for you. You actually, and you shall receive. But if you do not put in the work, nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Facts. So I just, yeah. I, that's the reason why I, I want to ask my question, but, but you it's answered a, it. It's a great question. Um, and that's literally, I think I put a post on that too. Um, that I, people, some people, even like, you know, my mom, she didn't understand psychology at first. She thought that it was like a scientific thing. And, and technically, yeah, it's a science, science back thing. But um, there is an integration of faith and psychology. It's possible. I mean, there's a lot of Christian universities out there as well. There is a lot of Christian psychologists out there as well and counselors and therapists. But because, because of what you just said, literally, you can't just be praying for stuff and keep praying and relying on your prayers to cover the things that you want or the things that you need to get done. If there's a calling over your life or if there's like a purpose that you feel needs, you want to come, you want it to come to fruition, you can't just keep praying. You got to put, you got to put in some action. You got like the most wonderful thing is that God gives us choice. He allows us to choose. And it's up to you to deem if it's right or wrong. Um, but it's like, you have to you have to go forward with choice. You can't just keep relying on God to, you know, yeah. put it on your lap. So, And if you make the right choice, good. If you, if you make the wrong choice, uh, the wrong choice, learn from it. Don't let it hold you back. Learn from exactly. it. Exactly. And progress. Exactly. There's, there's a reason why you... He wants you to make a choice. You know, if you can make a good one, it'll be easier on him. But yeah. there's a there's a reason because you gotta we gotta learn. And and only through lessons, you know, mm-hmm. we can learn. And a lot of people stay stuck on you know, they stay stuck on those lessons. Yeah, very true. Very true. And I like failing sometimes too. Um I don't I don't like the emotional part, <laughs> but I like failing in the aspect that. I look at it as like, okay, I'm not ready for the next season yet. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a sign that maybe there's just a little bit more tribulation I got to go through. Um, not to say that I need to earn the next season, but it's in a sense of leadership. Because I've always, uh, it's kind of a trait that mm-hmm. I've always had in any space that I've been through. I always seem to find my way to the top um, leadership wise. Um, and I feel like that's, that's kind of me saying like, okay, I think I need to be ready. I need to own this season that I'm in. No matter if I freaking hate it, <laughs> if I don't like it, if I, because there's a lot of jobs that I, or like, you know, things that I don't want to do, but I know I have to do it. I can't just give mm-hmm. up. Like I got to get through it because it's going to be needed in the next season. Yeah. And, and you never know until the next season comes. Yeah. And then I look back and I'm like, Ooh, I'm glad I did all that grunt work because this is cake, <laughs> you know. Like I, I need that emotional part. Mm-hmm. I need, you know, I need to feel broken and and and, and helpless and and you know, stressed out and and have no earn energy because it puts me in my place. Yeah, you know, it puts me in my place. It it, it puts things in perspective for me. Yeah, you know, it makes me feel sometimes I'm human. Very you true. know, and just learning throughout the years, ignoring all, all the shit I've overcome, and and I needed that. Mm-hmm. It helps me process. You 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 you'll be amazed uh, after you you go through those emotions, and, and when you're left with nothing, and, and you you know, like you said, you cry yourself out you'll be amazed with the, with the thought process and the energy and the, the fulfillment of hope you'll have to say, mm-hmm. fuck, you know, that journey mm-hmm. is difficult and you just, it, you, now you got to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, we all need 100%. that. We all need 100%. that. It's good. It's good, Dio. <laughs> I'm loving the conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. Organic conversations. It's, oh, yeah. I'm trying to get back. I'm trying to bring talking to people normal thing 
but not yeah. talking, not talking in a sense of, you know, who's on E News or or the next shit that Kardashian did or you know whatever. It's, you know, I um, we need more deep conversations. I feel like life right now is like a, a text message that you send somebody a, a whole paragraph and you could be saying it in a happy way, but when they read it, they're getting a whole different vibe and, and tends yeah. to come out misunderstood. Yeah. And also like when you have fast talk, people don't understand what you're trying to say. And that happens to me a lot. That's, that's true. That's so true. That's like my number one thing. Like communication is number one for me. And um, I really, I'm glad you said that though, because like some people have this notion that, well, I'm going to be me and I'm going to do me and whatever you feel is what you feel. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like what, what, like I get the twin to you, but if you are not willing to at least meet people halfway or just if, just communicate halfway or you know like everyone has to come and meet your communication standards that's not even you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. that that doesn't make any sense to me that no one's willing to um grow or like you know I, I don't want mean uproot your whole life and meet the other person halfway it's just a basic communication if you can't say how the other if you don't understand how the other person understands communication and you're just going to say however you want to say, then that's why that's what causes a lot of quarreling among couples, among co- companies, the boss to, to employee. Like it, it, it just frustrates me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so basic, you know, you don't yeah, know yeah. And you're going to, you're going to assume that they're going to come to you. But what if the other person is doing the same thing and we just have a whole lot of nothing going on? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, you know, I, I grew up with my grandparents and it's just, they, they just me by watching, I learned a lot, mm-hmm. you know, um, I missed that, that, you know, I grew up like played hide go seek tag, you know, my grandma used to just look, look out the window and, and yell, come home, mm-hmm. time, you know, time for bed. And now it's just not like that. You know, now we, we're not really innocents anymore. You know, what do you, what do you call a child that's already talking about sex at a very young age? Yeah. Like, are you really innocent? You know, used to play with Mm -hmm. toys or, or have these, these childish interaction. Yeah. You no. Know, sit, you know, sit across a person, just talk about life. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we take people for granted and every time we see them, we just um talk about our problems. Yeah. And you know, not get the other chance to, to the other chance of the other person to say, "Hey, maybe you should do this" or give them a chance to vent too. We're, we're, you're very selfish it's not a it's not a 50 50 anymore we we forgot mm-hmm. you know money trends we lost our values mm-hmm. see i'm trying to every day i'm trying to create value for myself and, and and you know like having i'd rather be alone than than be surrounded with the wrong people and if I'm surrounded with the right with, with people, I want people that, you know, that want more in life, want to progress, want to do things because they're getting that, that's just going to connect to me. It's contagious. And I'm going to want to like, mm, I want to get my shit together. I want to buy a house. I want to be my own boss. I want to progress. I want to invest, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I had like the sick music, for example, they had, like Kanye and Drake going at it for for promotional purposes, and I saw my I saw one of my boys who um, he used to do music. He actually put like an independent album out, and I said, I'd rather waste my time. I said I'd rather invest my time listening to your album, supporting you, than listen to these people 
We're already two billionaires. Yeah. Who is that helping besides them? Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to get back to that. Because that's 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 helping me in some way and form is growth. But not right, not not everybody's ready for that conversation. True. You know, everybody wants to have a text message conversation, you know, yeah. and and that's it. Go about yeah. the day. Yeah. Very true. It <laughs> I was just talking about this with my brother, like um me and him, my younger brother, the older twin. We really think it exactly alike. And uh, he was talking about because he goes to MMA training. And he was like. Oh, yeah, well, he does. Uh, uh, he's, trying to, he's trying to go into uh, like UFC hmm. or Bellator, whichever one. But he just got out the army. Um, so he's pretty young still. But he's like, when, when they're in the middle of fighting, he, he was telling me that he doesn't like small talk. Like, you know, when you're in the middle of, like, training and stuff, and sometimes mm-hmm. do, like, small talk. And I, I was thinking about it, I was like, man, that's true, because, like, if you're in this position to fight and you're trying to ask, like, a question quick, like, dude, let's do small talk in, in the locker room or, like, in the parking lot, like, or mm-hmm. not small talk, but, like, let's talk in the parking lot or lo- locker room. But, like, there there really is no use of, like, asking a quick question if you know the, the conversation is going to die in, like, two yeah. seconds. unless you're trying to, like... uh learn a move and you try yeah. to break it down right yeah I, I, exactly. I, I, see, I started doing uh, jiu-jitsu a couple of months ago oh nice right i fucking love it shit i'm so, <laughs> I'm so busy i can't fucking shout out to pro sub jiu-jitsu um i enjoy it. i that's my therapy nice. I, like if i'm not thinking about my son and my wife i'm thinking about that nice right and um like it's no small talk unless like it's crazy because sometimes I, i've been roll i, I roll somebody and, and like we're trying to choke e- each other out and we're uh-huh. like how your day going oh what you do yesterday as we're rolling <laughs> but um yeah i totally get it yeah. I, I only ask questions like when i'm trying to break down a move or like you know yeah yeah, yeah. But like in that in that sense, it was like he asked, I guess, a personal question. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but like like that for that example, like I guess when you're doing whatever he's doing, it's more you can't really, I guess, talk while you're you can, but you can't. I guess I don't I don't really know. I've never been to one of his practices, but it's like it, it got me thinking. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, why why is it always surface level conversations? Like, why can't people just go deep like when I meet somebody um sometimes my cousins don't like going out with me or like we're going somewhere with me because I'm always going up to people and shaking how like hey what's up my name is my name is uh you know and um, my father calls me Lay, so I say that name as well and so and I and when I ask questions I always be like so what do you want to do in life like that's always my first question I always I'm like yo what you doing so what are you doing and I, I go deep the second I meet them and they don't like <laughs> I do that but it, it like I guess the researcher in me is always interested um just collecting my own personal data in my head it's like I just want to know like what do people want to do and and it shocks you too because sometimes someone's like they're just working there because they're trying to support their dream and their dream yeah. is like totally yeah. different and I'm like yeah yeah wow dude yeah but that's like I just <laughs> I stopped doing that. I stopped talking to people. I'm very quiet. Like when I go to class, uh-huh. I usually like if if they don't approach me, I don't talk. But I'm usually in the corner by myself. Like yeah. I, I think it's like because as you get older, you know, in some way or form, it doesn't satisfy you to small talk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you try to be a little bit more appreciative of every moment, right? Mm-hmm. You want you 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 want every word that that you speak of to matter in some exactly. way or form right and like i just i don't have that in me no more i'm, I'm you know i'm old I'm, i have a family you know i want to talk that's why i created deal talk i want to mm-hmm. talk right but uh you know tell your brother to to, to try jujitsu especially if he came from, from from um from uh the army yeah you know like most people don't most people that do jujitsu are like, uh, how do you call it? Like, 
uh, like there are people that like just doing it because like a trend, right? Mm-hmm. Like they'll buy the fucking shirt, pants, book bag, whatever. There's just it's a trend rather than than mm-hmm. actually yeah, do jujitsu, you know? <laughs> right? One of those people. Am I explaining it right? Yeah. Like, it's like one of those yeah, people that go to gym. I lift shit up and put it back down. Raw bro, bro. It's like yeah. all 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 you know, bronze and muscle, but no nothing up here. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I I learned jujitsu. You know, I, I try to when I look at it, I go. You know, I go deep. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if he comes from the army, he's in that attack mode. He he's been trained to kill or, or do or fuck somebody up. Right. Yeah. He's not trained to de-escalate. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. It's it's if you if you ever look at a match or anything, you're trying to do the most damage at a minimum pace. So at best, somebody's trying to choke you out or put you in a comfortable position so you can stop. Mm-hmm. It's more defense than offense. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at MMA fights, once they get in an arm bar, some form of jiu-jitsu grapple, it ends there. Wow. Right? You don't want to hurt. Like, the way I look at jiu-jitsu is a defense sport. It's not an offense. I don't want to hurt you. Mm-hmm. I want I, I want to paralyze you. I want to stop you from hurting me and from hurting yourself. Right? Once you learn that concept, like you you grow in a certain way that you start looking things that, like different. Like when I roll mm-hmm. through, like when I when I'm rolling with a person, I I've been told I'm very good. I don't I don't believe that. I think you're just being nice. <laughs> but when I roll because it's so physical, which I fucking enjoy it. Like when mm-hmm. it, that chaotic moment makes me feel at peace. Um, I roll like it's real life. Cause it's so physical. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to change my mindset that I'm not trying to fight you. I'm trying to stop you. Yeah. So you come to your sense. So you don't hurt me or hurt anybody else. Yeah. You know, and the days that I get it, Excuse me, I get amped up and I'm like, oh, I just want to fuck somebody up. Or, you know, it puts me in my place. Good. You know, it puts me in my place in a way that like I need to come to terms. I'm not bigger than God and I'm not invincible. Mm-hmm. So I need to rock white, uh, walk right and act right. Yeah. yeah. And it's helped me to control my inner demons. Man, I need to go to this dude. <laughs> yeah. I need to get in with that. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, it's it's but I'll tell you this much. Not everybody's gonna speak to you like I'm speaking to you. Everybody's yeah. like, oh, worry about technique, whatever you know, technique is more, you know, or like or mm-hmm. it's just jujitsu junkies. Yeah. You know, like uh I I I I talk to people all the time that want to go tournaments and, and get their, their fucking medals and shit. Like, nah, I'm good. I don't need that. I'm trying to fix me. I'm not trying yeah. to, you know. Yeah. So, so it's very. I didn't go last week, but I went Saturday and Sunday. is very therapeutic. A, a personal question. Um. So, does it affect like mobility? Because right now I have an injury with my SI joint. Mm-hmm. Um. So it affects, and um. I usually do like powerlifting, so I I can't lift heavy. Yeah. yeah. But like, does that affect? What do you think it will affect my mobility? Um. Like, can do you think I could still do it if I was to? Because I'm trying to find something. Yeah, well, to help me release. The, like when you start, you, everything is on the floor, so you're you're okay. either on top of somebody or your back mm-hmm. is on the floor. Um, okay. at first, it's it's gonna fuck you up because especially if you, you're stiff and you don't really like you gotta look at jujitsu like yoga, okay. right? And like Greco wrestling, like wrestling, high school wrestling, that's like lifting weights. It's, you know, wrestling is very, ten- you're very tense, aggressive, forceful, but yogurt is like very peaceful. You, you, you know, it helps you str- like, if you start doing that, but also start doing yoga, you, you'll mm. notice a, uh, an immense change in your body, but a good one, mm. you know, like you're, sh- when you stretch, it's going to feel good and you're more mm-hmm. moldable rather than you're stiff and you're trying to stretch and you're killing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
it's it's very you, it's very physical. You you can't get hurt because sometimes you work with people that are just like uh they're they forget they have nine to fives or families, you know, <laughs> and they just do stupid shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so like, that's good to know though. I'm gonna try that out. But uh if you know, I like I've I've tried to do like strength and conditioning, this like mix of uh cross frick, but also like a lot of stress and yoga. It's excellent mm-hmm. for your body. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you still get certain whatnot, but like, like Sunday, I went for uh, strength and conditioning and yeah, I was a little sore, but the next day I feel so fucking good because mm-hmm. you're just stressing your, you're stressing your joints. You're not like, you know, stiff. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I just, I need to find something because this physical therapy and this injury ain't it. Mm. Like I miss lifting, <laughs> but yeah. That's that's cool. I gotta try that out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, it'll it'll help. You know. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, always put give time to to heal. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. get your time because I I had an injury for quite some times, and me just going and keep going, going. I wasn't getting here, so I like I had to take a balance. Yeah. You know, you have to you have to do that. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm way better than I, than I was before. Mm-hmm. Shit, I, mean, I, I, I shit. This Saturday, I, I rolled with a black belt and a brown belt, and went to war. Nice. So, uh, they even told me, I, you know, I, was, I did, some, you know, pretty good against these fuck. I'm, I'm still a white belt. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. I'm doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Every one. That's one thing. Anything you do in life, everything is earned and nothing's given. Mm-hmm. Win or lose, everything's earned and nothing's given. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to earn their shit. You're gonna whoop my ass, you're gonna earn that shit. Yeah. You're gonna take something from me, you're gonna earn that shit. Nothing's given. Yeah. This um what you said just now just remind me of what we were talking about earlier. Um faith without works is dead. It reminds me that uh, sometimes people pray like, like you know, you didn't study for that test. Is you praying for an A? Yeah. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, <laughs> yeah. man. <laughs> you know, man, it just sorry, it just kind of popped in my head, but it's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of like that, like you know, you didn't put no reps in, you know, yeah. and you you over there trying to max out on the PR, like, mm. sorry. It just it. it no it word. Me. That's fine. Shit. <laughs> I've been guilty of that shit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I've done it too, man. <laughs> shit. <It's just> <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. That's that's very true. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, you can't pray and expect a miracle to happen like that. You you have to do, you know, which is I applaud what you're doing because that, that's tough love. That's what we need. You know, we don't. We, you know, sometimes it's good. Yeah, we could be lovey dovey, not, but you also need that t- tough love to remind somebody, yeah. you know, to, so they can think and start thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't want to fucking think. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, admire, I really admire what you're doing. I think shit is beautiful. You know, I, I wish you much success. And, you know, you need support. I'm right here. Likewise. Right here. Likewise. Uh, it's been an honor talking to you. It's been a pleasure. I had fucking fun. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, whenever you want to come back, you're welcome. You want to come back with your brothers too? You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Let's go. I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put you in connection with these girls from Los Angeles. They they have the. Uh, it's called uh, Silent uh, Silent Warrior Chronicles. There's just two Ooh. these two young ladies from California. They um. You talk about mental health, especially with women. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very uplifting. Mm-hmm. And they need somebody like you to go on their show and talk about what you're doing in your movement. Um, appreciate it. Lady D. Really? Uh, one is Lady D and the other is Lady DMC. Um, you guys are going to connect. It's very... They, they're doing an amazing thing just like you and I think that's what you need that type of support 
So I, after after I, we, we finish here, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm, uh, send you a link. I'm gonna hit hit them up to let you know and uh, talk. You're gonna do amazing work. I know it. Thank you. I appreciate you as well. Hey. Thanks for the platform. <laughs> and that's why we're here to, yep. to support one another and uh, to talk about shit that really matters. Yes. You know. That's right. But before we go, let the people know where they can find you at. Oh, yeah. You can find me on Instagram, on the struggle. That's probably the best way. And it uh, has my link tree for my website and how to book a strategy call. So on the struggle on Instagram. That's the best way. There you go. Yep. Go follow her. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining me once again. It's an honor. Thank uh, you. Have a good night, guys. I'm out. Peace. <laughs>